What's your problem? I'm going to do something a little different. Um, sometimes we know what our problem is. Sometimes we don't. I want everybody to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes. See, to fix your problem, you got to know what your problem is. See, I ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes and you pray, but I want you to think right now the Holy Spirit has just probably like he does with me, he's already pointed out my problem. I'm not going to ask you what your problem is and I'm not going to tell you my problem. But we all have a problem. What's yours? Has the Holy Spirit told you, let's pray, do follow the Lord. I pray that you would be with the, the message today, Lord. Uh, convict hearts, Lord. Help me to say what only you'd have me to say. Lord, I pray that as we, you illuminate the problem in our life, Lord, we, we'd simply get it fixed. We'd go to the right person to have it fixed. Lord, bless our time together. Lord, thank you for this church. Lord, thank you for the people. Lord, continue to use this place and this community to be that lighthouse. Lord, I pray that you would bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 5. Hopefully the, the Lord has, the Holy Spirit has convicted you or showed you what your problem. This whole chapter deals with people that have a problem. I'm not necessarily talking about a physical problem, although uh, Jesus heals uh, these people of their physical problem, but we have a spiritual problem. Is anyone perfect in here? Then you have a problem. That needs to be fixed. I'm not perfect either. I have that problem. But hopefully we've at least identified the problem. The Holy Spirit has identified the problem. Uh, from verse 1 to uh, verse 20, we, there's a man with a problem. Unclean spirits. He's got unclean spirits and... Uh, Jesus heals them of the unclean spirits. He casts them into the swine and they go and they, and they die. And in verse 20 it says, And he departed and began to publish in the Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. And then in verse 21, it's Julius. He needs somebody to heal his daughter. Um, that's at home. So he hears of Jesus, no doubt, and he goes. Now, in the middle of Jesus uh, traveling to go heal Jairus' daughter, he stops. Now, now imagine being Jairus. Look at verse 21. We'll read up to 24. And when Jesus was passed over again by the ship on the other side, much people gathered unto him. And he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. And besought him greatly, saying, My little, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall lead, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. In verse 25, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of the physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. 
And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned, uh, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? He looked around about to see her, that she had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him, and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Listen here, in the middle of Jesus. Now, if I am, uh, if I am Jairus right now, and if you're Jairus, you're probably going to do something similar. And I'm not saying he did this, but maybe we'd have done this. As Jesus walking to your house, and he stops, and he sees this woman. Oh man, she's got a, she's got a problem. If I'm Jairus, I'm saying, Jesus, listen, uh, my daughter's at home. And she's near death. I know this woman has an issue, and she she uh, she has this problem. Can she just have this problem for a little bit more? And let's go to uh, my daughter, and let's heal her. But no, in the way, on the way to heal. Listen, Jesus never uh, uh, misses an opportunity to heal somebody. I want you. I want to show you just uh, five simple things about our problem. What's your problem? I want you to notice, number one, she was aware of his ministry. She was aware of his ministry. I read verse 20 on purpose. Because what did this man of an unclean spirit do? Look at verse 20. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Listen, this woman heard about Jesus' ministry. Hey man, he's healed people. Maybe she had just heard about this man with unclean spirit. She was aware of his ministry. Listen, um, you know why nobody wants your Jesus? Because they don't know what he's done for you. Listen, uh, uh, listen, all they know about your Jesus is the problems that he's given you. Listen, can you imagine uh, if, if this un man, I, we don't know exactly the point at which she said, man, I've got to get to Jesus. I don't know if it was that story, maybe it was another one. But, but she was aware of the, the ministry of Jesus. She, she was aware that he was healing people. Nobody wants to come to our church. Nobody wants to believe in our God because we don't, they don't know what ministry he does. And we're too afraid to share that. Oh, this is what Jesus did for me. She had a problem, but she knew, hey, this man might can do something. Are you telling others about your Jesus and the ministry, the things that he can do? Or are you griping and complaining, well, you know what, teenagers, my, my parents, I've got these parents and they're so bad. I've got, you know what, my family's just got issues. And you know what, I've just got this problem and this problem. And listen, we can do that as adults. Well, I've just got this. I don't, don't have enough money. And so people listen to you and they say, what, you go to church? You're Jesus, man, he can't give you enough money? She was aware because someone had gotten healed, someone had been a part of his ministry, someone had seen his ministry and said, hey, listen, I'm going to share that with everybody else. And maybe we do, if we could do a little better at sharing our ministry, sharing the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, maybe say, hey, listen, oh, I want to be a part of that. I want to go see that Jesus. I want to hear about the Jesus that you have. She was aware of his ministry. 
one's convinced that your Jesus can heal them of their problems because you complain. Number two, so we see that she was aware of the ministry. Number two, she completed all other alternatives. This woman, she's got a problem. The Bible tells us in verse 26, and had suffered many things of physicians, and had spent all that she had, and nothing was better, but rather grew worse. She had this problem, she went to this doctor, this doctor, that doctor, this person said do this, this person said do this, and this person said do this. Listen, listen, it's as simple as just going with Jesus. Listen, we all have a problem, and we try to figure out a problem. Well, if I do this, and if I do that, listen, uh, and I'm not talking necessarily about physical problems. Yes, we have doctors and whatnot, but sometimes our spiritual issues. And we're trying to figure out, well, if I read this book, and if I read this, and if I do this, no, 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 just go to Jesus. She completed, she tried this method, she took these pills, and she did this, and she did that, and it didn't work. And then finally, hey, why don't you, have you heard of Jesus? Why don't you try Jesus? Maybe he can heal you of your problem. Maybe he can take care of that issue. Hey, I don't know if someone told her. I don't know if she heard of, a mini, uh, of his ministry because of what someone else said. But eventually, at the very end, as a last resort, isn't that the case in our life? Hey, we try everything else. Well, maybe if I, if I do this, and maybe if I go here, and maybe if I read, and then we finally get it. If I just go to Jesus, I don't need everything else. He can take care of all my problems. And it wasn't, it was as a last resort, well, you know, I'll give this guy a try. When things got as bad as it did, hey, I'll finally go to Jesus. Hey, why, why do we, including me, wait until it gets worse? And then finally say, okay, Lord, Lord, I need you now. I need you now. I didn't need you, well, because I could handle it. I got it now. Lord, I know what I'm doing. This might be, you, you might try to punish me, but I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And then it, you hit rock bottom, so to speak, and now. But you knew you had a problem a long time ago. She completed all other methods. She was aware of his ministry. Number three, she was committed to accessing him. She was committed to accessing him. Listen, uh, as I was studying this, I could think of one person, Terry Slater. I, I love Terry. Terry, guess what? Terry didn't care. How many of you ever taken Terry? You were supposed to drop Terry off at home, and then on the way home, hey, brother, can you, can you take me? I need to pick up something for Dollar General. Guess what? Terry didn't care. He needed something to happen. Many times I'd take him home, Pastor Brett, hey, can you run me to Dollar General? And I would, listen, I would take him to Dollar General, but there was one rule. You tell me what you want and I'll go get it. Uh, and, so, and so that's what usually, or you're coming with me and we're sticking on the path. We're going to get this. We're going to get this. And so, but that's what I appreciate. Terry didn't care. If he needed to get somewhere, he would call probably me. Mr. Becker, uh, um, uh, 
you anybody. He would call anybody. Why? Because I, I need something. Listen, how many people touch Jesus? Who's strong? There are a lot of people around him. Think he touched people? A lot of people touched him? But there was something different about this touch, huh? There was something different about this touch. Yeah, people bumped shoulders with Jesus. Yeah, he had to get through those crowds that followed him. But there was something different. Why she was committed. Hey, I've got to touch Jesus. Just afraid we're not committed. I know I need him. If I touch him, I, I know I'll be healed. I know he'll fix my problems. See, I'm just afraid. We're not committed. We have, we have problems. We have in our lives, we have problems, issues. And we know that, hey, listen, if I just get a hold of Jesus, he'll fix my problem. Two things. Your problem you don't think is as bad as it is. Just get committed. Hey, I'm going to go touch him. And she got to, no doubt she fought through the crowd. But the problem was so bad for her that she said, I don't care what I've got to do. I've been lived with this problem for 12 years. I've got, I've got to get to Jesus. She was committed. Well, you're not perfect. No one raised their hand, so you've got a problem. Do you want it fixed? Well, yeah, I do. You're not committed. This lady was going to do all that she could. Why? Because she had felt some pain. She had this issue. Maybe she got made fun of. And this was enough is enough. I'm getting to Jesus. She was committed to accessing whatever it is. I'm going to get to Jesus. Listen, then Jesus asked a question. Who touched me? Did Jesus know who touched her? Yeah. Go back to Genesis chapter 3. Jesus doesn't ask questions because he's unintelligent. No question is a dumb question. Jesus asked the question again in Genesis chapter 3, didn't he? I think it's verse 10. No, verse 9. Remember in the Garden of Eden? And the Lord called unto Adam and he said, Where art thou? Adam, I don't know where you are. I know I created, I should have just created one tree. I can't find you. You're hiding. Listen, Jesus didn't ask the question because he couldn't find Adam. He didn't ask the question. He touched me because he didn't know. But he did it for a purpose. Look at verse um, verse 30, 32, and he looked around about to see her that he had done all this thing back in Mark chapter 5, verse 30, um, sorry, verse 33, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came, fell down before him and told him all the truth. What do you think she told him? Lord, I had this issue, I had this problem. And I had it for 12 years, and you know, I tried this, and I tried that, and I, and I went to this doctor, and I went to that doctor, and I just couldn't get anything fixed. And then and maybe she said, but, I, but, but this man who healed of unclean spirits, like, he was telling me about something that you had done, and, 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 and you know, and so I decided I'd just give you a try. 
You know, I, I was real scared. You know, everybody was, was crowded around you. I was just real scared and I didn't know. So I, I forced my way through and, and I touched your hymn. Because I knew you could do something about it. I knew that you had the power. But why could she touch the hem of his garment? Verse 30 tells us, And Jesus immediately, uh, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned and pressed the crowd. Uh, where, where am I looking at? Verse sorry, 28. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall. Not I might. And listen, if you come to my Jesus, he might, he might cure you of that problem. No, he will. He will. And she knew that. Goes back to, she was aware of his ministry. Somebody was kind enough to just say, hey, this is what happened to me. This is my Jesus. Number one, she was aware of his ministry. Number two, she completed all other methods. Number three, she committed to assessing him. Number four, she was confident in his ability. And lastly, she was cured of her affliction. Verse 34, and he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith that made thee whole, go in peace and be whole of thy plague. She was cured of her affliction. Do you have a problem? What's your problem? Maybe right now you're, you're, you're listing off your one problem or your many problems. The Holy Spirit, he's telling you right now, this is your problem. We have the answer. The real question is, do you want it fixed? You're going to wait until you're going to suffer with it for 12 years? You're going to hit rock bottom? Now, I need Jesus. And we all do that. We all wait until it gets the worst of the worst. After we've gone through a lot of problems, and then, Jesus, I need you to fix what I've already broken. Do you want it fixed? Then just go to Jesus. Listen, all three of these stories, uh, the man with unclean spirits, Jairus' daughter, and, and this woman got their problems fixed. The methods might have been different. But the person was the same. They all went to the person that could do something about it. What's your problem? Go see Jesus. You all would agree with me that he can fix our problems. Get them fixed now. I know you all deal with car problems. If you let the problems go, right, Pastor Alex, they just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you just got to buy a new vehicle. So if you know you have a problem, it may not be that big. But if you don't fix it, it'll get bigger. You take care of the problem now. It's not gonna, yeah, it's going to cost some money. It's going to cost some time. It's going to cost something. It's a whole lot better.
bow for prayer.